Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Welcome, 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 lovely Practical Magic Podcast listeners. I'm back. I'm back after the Awakening Festival and am I back with some amazing women that I'm sharing the airwaves with today. I've got Benita Matoska, who is a world-leading speaker and changemaker. She's also a global sharing economy expert, alongside Sophie Scheinwald, who's a visual storyteller. Together, they've created a book called Generation Share. And as we're in Global Sharing Week, this is a seminal book. It's going to tell awe-inspiring stories of change makers who are all about the sharing economy. I cannot wait for you to have a listen. I cannot wait for you to read this book. These are two very inspiring women and I know that you're going to love because what we're here about on the Practical Magic podcast is all about the we. It's all about the connection into the heart rather than just being a place from ego or me. So do enjoy the show. I am welcoming on the show today two very special ladies. I've got Benita Matowska and Sophie Scheinwald, who've collaborated on a new book, Generation Share, which has launched this week as part of um, Global Sharing Week. And it takes readers on a journey around the globe to meet people who are sharing lives by building a sharing economy. So welcome to you both to the Practical Magic podcast today. It's an absolute honor to have you here. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for sharing. Oh, yes. And and so welcome, welcome. Um, Benita, you've written this book. You're a social innovation and global sharing economy expert. I, can you can you just start by sharing more about what Generation Share is about and how it came to be? Generation Share is really all about capturing the hope and positivity that exists in the world. And these people, these incredibly inspiring change makers who look at the world around them and say, these are the changes, this is the world we want to live in and we're going to do something about it. And really the whole idea of Generation Share was to bring these stories from all over the world to public attention so that people can be inspired, so that they can get involved, so that they can find out more about practical ways in which they can share in their everyday lives, but also to bring some hope. And I think we live in a world now where we've got political crisis, environmental crisis, economic crisis, and actually giving people some hope that actually there is something that we can all do, you know, to share is to be human. Every single one of us has the ability to share because although we live on a planet of finite resources and we have huge resource challenges, our capacity to share is unlimited. We have unlimited potential. And if we can unleash that, then there really is no end to what we can achieve. That's beautiful. I love what you're saying there about capturing the hope and the positivity in the world. Because you're right, you know, we, we're bombarded, aren't we, every day by negative news stories, how resources are running out. But the kindness and compassion that's shown through sharing can make a huge, huge difference to our economy, to our economic um, value, to our, our social connectivity and community and so when it when it comes to sharing so 
we've come to rightly or wrongly think about the sharing economy as in the terms of the likes of the Silicon Valley's Uber and Airbnb have kind of changed the business models of the world, haven't they? But that hasn't always had the best effect on lives as a whole. So how is the sharing economy from your point of view in terms of generation share and the stories that you're sharing, how are they saving and transforming and creating social, economical and environmental value? Well, this is a really, really good question, Kate, and I'm glad that you've asked me because one of the things that's very clear is that the version of the sharing economy that we've been presented by, you know, in the media has been a very, very narrow perspective. So you've mentioned the likes of Airbnb and, and you know, and Uber and so on. And actually what we have discovered and what this book is all about what Generation Share demonstrates is in fact that the sharing economy is incredibly broad. And what you have, I mean, a sharing economy essentially is, it's a system to live by. It's where we care for people and we care for the planet and we share available resources in any way that we can. And there are many people out there, these change makers, who are, they are literally saving lives by, through the sharing of resources. So, for example, we have a wonderful story of two women who've set up a human milk bank. And what they're doing is they are saving the lives of premature and sick babies through the sharing of human milk. Now, we might not think of sharing human milk when we think about sharing, but these are the kinds of examples that we're talking about. We also have entrepreneurs who've set up food sharing apps. Now, we know, for example, in the UK, that shameful though it is, 650 million meals worth of food needlessly get thrown away and wasted, go to landfill every year. What we also know is there are 8.2 million people in the UK who are living in food poverty. Now, you do the maths, but ultimately what that tells us is we have enough food to feed everyone that's hungry in the UK. Not only that, we also know we have enough food to feed everybody globally if we are sharing the resources that we have. So this is what this is all about. This is the sharing economy that makes sense. It's about saying if we efficiently share our resources in a human way, in a caring way, then we can solve these big pressing global problems such as hunger and poverty and housing and so on. And the, the um, app that uh, is what Benita was talking about, um, Olio, which I've got on mine, um, I don't know if you've used it, Kate, but you can help people in your neighbourhood by sharing the way, well, the products that you wouldn't use and somebody can come and pick it up. And the, um, one of the chaps from Olio came yesterday to the launch, uh, our London book launch yesterday, and what he said was that the feedback that they get is people who have, are scraping things together are going on Olio and seeing what's available for them and it's helping them to survive literally to have enough money to get transport on a bus you know so it's a very the sharing economy is very powerful and what we hope with this book is for people to be able to see that and to be to use it and be inspired to create more of this because when you start to think about this big example that Sophie gave about in terms of Olio is one of the stories that really touched me last night was of a mother who said that she was having to send her child off to school mm. without being able to feed them with the last the last piece of bread yeah. that was available essentially but without enough of a breakfast and certainly no one else in that household was able to have breakfast and actually through Olio they were able to get access to the food that they needed to sustain themselves as a family 
So you start to realize the powerful impact of that kind of sharing. And that's really what the sharing economy is all about. It's not about wrangles between taxi drivers and Uber, yeah. but it's about the real human sharing of resources and lots of different ways that we, we can do that. We have a, a wonderful story in Greece, for example, of a doctor who was instrumental in setting up a network of free clinics for people who couldn't afford access to basic health care. And, you know, these clinics are often in abandoned buildings uh, with medicines, huge amounts of surplus medicines that would needlessly go to landfill. So these are, uh, this is about how can we share resources to sustain people and planet? So many examples in the book. <laughs> yeah, and these are absolutely incredible examples, aren't they? Because I think, you know, as we said, we've kind of been a bit put off by some of the bigger businesses who are still trying to make huge amounts of money out of people. Whereas if we think about the sharing, sharing economy coming from a community and a heart-based way of seeing the world so it's about the we not the me then you know the, the resources we have are abundant everywhere but for some people they are not so why would we live in a world where people get to hoard and be greed have greed in terms of me 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 i need to keep hold of this when actually there's so much to share and you, you share examples of even about how um vacant homes can be shared as well don't you in terms of what what so you've talked about i mean the that example of life-saving milk banks is just incredible and these are things that we wouldn't necessarily think about yeah we, we you know the food is number one we know that we hear about this all the time but what other things what really came up for you in terms of things you were quite surprised about that people are sharing in the sharing economy um uh, for me um one of the things that and i think both of us feel the same way on this um so in india we met um a wonderful chap um who founded mutterfly which is a good sharing app um, and, you know, in, in India, of course, you've got the caste system, you've got people that are super rich and people that are super poor. And Mutterfly allows people who wouldn't otherwise, um, you know, demographics that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford these things, um, to have these things through the, uh, through the Mutterfly. Now, one, in, in the case that he mentioned, the case in, in, in the book that he mentions is a calculator for an exam that wouldn't otherwise be able to be afforded through Mutterfly, this um, student was able to do her exam. The very simplistic uh, things that we take for granted can be had by others um, through sharing. And another really powerful example for me, and I'm actually going to just read, I'm going to read a letter for oh, you that's the start of the book. And oh, this yes, is what please. So February the 26th, 2017. Dear Benita, I hope my voice will reach you. My name is Artie Naik. I'm a slum-based young girl changemaker. I run Saki for Girls Education, a slum school for girls in Mumbai, India. We share knowledge and the chance of a positive future for girls. I would like to be part of your project because I am Generation Share. I strongly believe that because of you and your initiative, my slum-based girls' voices will reach globally. I hope for the best, Artie Naik. Now, the astounding thing about that is this is a message that came to me on LinkedIn the day after Sophie and I had just successfully crowdfunded 
the Generation Share project for the travel for Generation Share. We raised £5,000 so that we could go and meet these change makers and tell their stories, photograph them and document their stories. And this came to me on LinkedIn. Now, the fact that a girl living in the slums, one of the biggest slums in Mumbai, had heard about Generation Share and got onto LinkedIn and sent me a message to connect, that in and of itself has got to be extraordinary. You know, 5,000 miles away from me, living in a, literally in another world. And she heard about the project. And that tells you something about the power of sharing. Because, and that she self-identified as being part of Generation yeah. Share. And I love that. And Sophie and I at that point, I mean, we just had, you know, we, were just, we just had goosebumps, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And, and we just said, well, we have to go to India. We hadn't raised the money to go to India, but we knew we had to go and we had to find a way. And what's extraordinary about Artie's story is that she has set up this school from, from her one-room slum home that she shared with nine family members. And every step of the way, they're sharing in that equation. So her mum supported her. She looked around her and she realised that her future was basically what likely to be one of prostitution, being sex trafficked, certainly early marriage. And she didn't want that for herself. But not only did she not want that for herself, she didn't want it for other people in her community, for the other girls in her community. So she taught herself how to speak Hindi, how to speak English, because in, the, in, the, in that slum, they speak Marathi, is the local dialect. And every step of the way, she then invited five girls to come into her one-room slum home to have to learn and so she could teach them what she had learned sharing every step of the way but then part of it was also she realized she needed an incentive because if these girls if the option was to go and earn some money through prostitution or through begging on the streets that would get them some money that would sustain themselves she couldn't offer them money but what she did do was offer them a meal and that meal has always been donated by the community so again you've got sharing in every, you know, every possible mm. aspect of this school. Now she has this small building within the slums that, and now she's educated over 600 girls and their mothers. She's now started a mother's program to educate the mothers. And every day they come there and they get a hot meal provided by the community, which may well be the only meal that, they, that those girls get. But it just gives you a sense of the power of, of sharing. And that, you know, we've all got this capacity. If Artie Nake from her slum, who had literally nothing, was able to build a school and educate girls and give them a future, then, you know, really, we can all do something to make a change. That is such an incredibly humbling story and so powerful at the same time. And it makes you realise, doesn't it, that you literally have no excuses not to do something or you know if we can connect in with that heart led what can I do to help if we're coming from that point of view of what can I do how can I share what resources have I got personally because all of us all of us have got something that we can do it doesn't necessarily have to be materialistic things does it it can be our resources it can be our time it can be anything anything can't it because is there something like um, 3.5 trillion idle human and physical resources in the world. 3.5 trillion physical resources. So tangible things like white goods or clothing. Um, it's those kind of tangible goods in that statistic. And that was a piece of research that we carried out uh, through the people who share 
quite a few years ago now. It's probably, it could even potentially be a lot more than that. We knew that it was more than the 3.5 trillion. By the time we got to 3.5 trillion, we're like, this is a mountain of unused resources. And, and I guess the point of all this and the point of us, of us doing that research is to say, you know, we have, we can access these resources. There are resources that are not being used, that are being wasted. And we need to understand, you know, waste is resource in the wrong place. And what we need to do is build this sharing economy so that actually we can demonstrate that we, we can, we have the resources to solve our, our major crises. We just need to be sharing. That's what we need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. So Sophie, I mean, you know, we've just shared a story there about this incredible human being who's connected in with you from the other side of the world. So in the book, you share micro stories of over 200 change makers. You know, these are unheard sharing economy case studies. And it's about stories, isn't it? That's how we connect in with heart. So, and you're a visual storyteller. This must have been such an incredible project for you to bring these people's stories and and that heart-led message to life. Like, what what was your kind of key thought, or what was important to you around how you did that? Okay, so yes, it was an incredible. Um, process for me and and quite a life-changing process so when i photograph people the first step is that the camera can be quite um a barrier to being photographed to, to to being photographed for a person on the receiving end um however i wanted to get the sharing as benita said to me before she approached me about Generation Share. She'd always wanted to capture the sharing. And how do you capture that? So that was the challenge. Now, when you meet somebody who is a change maker, you meet somebody that has a passion and a purpose. There's a spark in their eye when they start talking or thinking about what they're doing. And that's what I realized that I was, that I was going to do. And through the process of, of meeting and photographing these people, that's exactly what happened. So dependent on the individual and depending on the setting, there was this connecting that happened between us. Um, and there was definitely a connection to the story that they had created through their change making. So we wanted to put them, them in that space so that the camera then disappeared, if you see what I mean. Um, and that, and um, the spark of connection is what I wanted to capture through the storytelling if you see what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so true, isn't it? You know, you talk to anybody about what lights them up in terms of their passion or their purpose or their acts of service. It's, it's capturing spirit. It is capturing the essence of the human soul, isn't it? You must have seen so much of that whilst you were on your travels. Like, where did you go to in the world? So we went to um, we went to Lisbon. We went to Athens. We went to Mumbai, as you heard. Um, we also went to Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Um, we went uh, to Port. Well, you said Portugal, and we went to Paris, and we went around the UK. Um, so, and of course, India. Yeah, I did. I did mention India. Yes, we went to India. That's right. And I, I'm and and not just that. I, I think what's quite interesting is on the journey, like for example, Barcelona. Um, and being in a city, you meet, like, you, you know, you meet a Russian who's been living there for 10 years. You, you know, where people are from is very interesting as well. You know, we're, we're from different places when we, we, there's so much to us. When we meet, there's so many def- demographics all mixed up. 
Um, and even though the book is split into demographics, the, each individual um, has a rich uh, story in themselves, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And do you think, was there anything you noticed that was a common thread between people who you did meet with and capture images of and hear their stories? What what was the kind of, was there a common theme? Was there something that came through that you really noticed about these people who are change makers and, and so driven by sharing? Yes, there's a, there is a, the, the, well, there was a humbleness, a drive, a purpose, a passion, and the humbleness is, is, is it was definitely there throughout from what, from what we, we could see, um, which, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, this is just what I'm doing. It's like, you know, and it wasn't until some of them, like I think Sarah Griffiths, when we met her in Athens and she was saying, you know, I didn't, you know, she's kind of like, well, I didn't do much, you know, when she's telling her story and Benita's interviewing her, she sort of like had that moment of realization that she actually did do quite a bit. Um, So these people are humble, they're driven, and they're driven by um, a a purpose to help people. And that's definitely the common thread. So in photographing them, it's it's capturing that. So anytime a person felt awkward about being photographed, I just remind them um, to get into that zone of what they have contributed and what they intend to continue to contribute. And that brought the spark up. Benita often helped. Um, uh, and she, um, with, with some people, it was what worked quite well was she would talk to them about their purpose and passion. And, and that helped light them up. Whatever helped to light them up was what, we, what I photographed. Yeah, so connecting them in with, you know, the being of service. Because you can sense that in people, can't you? When people are sharing from their hearts, then you you ca- can capture an image that comes from that love energy. And when you're talking about these incredible people and the work that you're doing, it's there's no ego there, is there? There is it's it, there's no me. It's all about the we. What can we do to make this world a better place? And what what simple actions can we all take? And we being the operative word because the we is the connector, isn't it? Yes. And what I think what's important also is now we've got this book we've got these people made visible. Uh, one of the, actually, I'm going to grab this because one of the, it's made me think of Nanjira who we met um, in Paris and uh, hopefully I'll find her here um, in the gender section. Um, and what, because being a woman born in Kenya and uh, you know, a black woman, um, her visibility and her being seen and her showing up it is is very important and making her visible i realized more by by looking at the book from an external viewpoint making these people visible making them there uh, like you said early in terms of, of of the news what's being made visible what's being made visible to us is disaster is 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 pain is disruption is chaos we need to make these things more visible because the more you make them visible the more people can channel into it and and unlock their change maker basically unlock their inner change maker because I believe that that's that's what people have they have the ability to make changes they're not um, incapable um, so not only uh, hoping this book inspires people and makes them feel good I'm, I'm hoping that this book will 
unlock the inner change maker. I love that. And, you know, that for me is that kills apathy stone dead, doesn't it? You know, the thing is that we've got, because we have the news and the media in the way that we do, it does make us think, well, everything is terrible. I can't do anything to help. Yet when you're reading stories, when you're connecting in with people and what they're doing, something lights up inside of you. And, you know, it doesn't, I think what's really, really important about this is yes, there's people out there doing these incredible things, but they've started, they've started with humility. They've started small, like it doesn't, you don't have to change everything overnight. There are simple things that you can do to make a difference. So what kind of things would you recommend that you know listeners who apart from buying the book and being completely inspired by the the stories and going and finding the both of yours work and and what you do like what can we listeners do to start getting involved in a sharing economy i would say that it starts with something incredibly simple when you wake up on the morning ask yourself a single question what can i share today and that might be as simple as smiling at someone in the street It might be as simple as saying hello to someone who lives on your street. It could be something really simple, but ask yourself that question, what is it that I can share today? Because we all have that unlimited capacity to share. And on a daily basis, if we're asking ourselves, if we're starting from that point of view, if we're starting from the perspective of what can I share, then actually you're then, it's contagious. And I think that's one of the things about what we're talking about here, this whole ethos and spirit of positivity and hope and sharing and love it is contagious and actually what happens is that you know as Sophie rightly says you know people's people's nature we are we are naturally predisposed to share mm-hmm. that's that's who we are as, as human beings to share is to be human and by tapping into that and giving license to it because this is what the book does yes it makes it visible but it also makes it legitimate it says that's right. it's okay It's a good thing. You know, we want to elevate the status of sharing. And that's what the sharing economy is really about by saying, you know, share first before you do anything else. Why would you be wasteful? Why would you be negative? Why would you be violent? When when actually what you can see is that by tapping into that inner capacity to be your true human self, to share and to love and to be positive, we can achieve so much more in terms of, of the world in terms of the society that we want to live in, in terms of creating a sustainable future. So I think it's about that. It's about how can we elevate the status of that and legitimize it? This for me is just a joy. This is, you know, where I come from the point of view of love activism, because we've got to act, but we have to act out of love. And sharing can be the most simple beautiful soulful way to do that and like you say out of that it raises the vibration for more for more for more you know energy goes where the intention flows so this is absolutely wonderful women thank you so much for bringing this work in so um i always like to bring together in the practical magic podcast we round up with music because music for me, you know, that's a, a sharing of viewpoints. It's a sharing of our inspiration. It connects us from heart to heart, you know, our heart being the speaker and everything coming through. I know you've got a pretty special song that you want to share for the Practical Magic listeners. Can you tell us a bit more about it? We do. So 
as you know, it's, it's Global Sharing Week at the moment, and Global Sharing Week happens every year. It's the largest annual celebration of sharing and the sharing economy, helping many more people discover the power of sharing to change lives. And last year, in 2018, I commissioned Rivka Ravenna, who is a 16-year-old singer-songwriter. She has an extraordinary voice, as you will hear. And, and I asked her to write a, a song about sharing from her perspective. And so she's written this incredibly powerful, very emotional song called Why Share? And I just, when you, when you asked us about what would be an apt piece of music to play alongside Generation Share, I really couldn't think of yeah. anything more apt. And because also, you know, one of the kind of um, fundamental drivers of this book was that, you know, if we were going to put a product out there in the world, we wanted to have some positive impact. So the book itself is made from waste materials. It's made from waste. It's, uh, we have proceeds from every single copy purchased, educates a slum-based girl in Artie's, in Artie's project, Saki School, and also plants a tree through the Eden Reforestation Project. So, so this book is good through and through. And that's why we really urge people to buy the book, to read the book, to spread the love. And Rivka's song really, I believe, captures that kind of essence of, of why it's important to share. Amazing. I cannot wait to listen to it and share it with the Practical Magic listeners. So where can we find the book? What else can we do to follow your work and what's coming up next for you? Well, in terms of where people can buy the book, it's available on Amazon through all good bookshops. I'll start that again. All good bookshops. There we go. <laughs> Getting my words in a tongue twister. Um, so it's available from all good bookshops. It's also available directly from Policy Press as well, who are our wonderful publishers. They publish books about social impact and social issues. And I would say that they, are, they really are the, the change maker publishers. They've been incredibly brave to they take this have. on. Huge yes. risk for publishers to take on something like this because this is not a typical book for all of the reasons that we've been talking about. So it's going to be widely available. I mean, we're currently in Waterstones window in Brighton. Um, but tomorrow sees the start of official start of our world tour for Generation Share because what we wanted to do with this book is, is not only to go back to some of the places that we visited, but we really do want to share these stories with the world. That's really incredibly important. And so we have 26 launch events set up in different parts of the world. And tomorrow, of course, it made sense that we would start the first launch of the world tour in Brighton in our hometown. Which is absolutely fully booked. <laughs> More than I know. I'm I worried there's going to be a staff of 130 people registered, other people saying, I'm just going to come. Um, I know, I was, I was just thinking that. Because they're telling me they can only fit 100 bodies in the space, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll share it out. We'll share it out under the pavements as well. Such is the power of sharing. Women, thank you so much for doing the work that you're doing. Benita and Sophie, I absolutely applaud you. I really do. And, um, and thank you for coming on to the Practical Magic Podcast. Where can we, I know you said about the book on Amazon and through Policy Press and finding out about the tour. Where can we, what, what's the website address that we can send people to so they can find out more? Well, people can, both Sophie and I have our own website. So I'm benitamatoska.com. And there's lots of information about Generation Share on there. I also run the charity, The People Who Share, and that's thepeoplewhoshare.com. 
so people can find out information that way. And I'm very active on social media, mostly on Twitter. So I'm at Benita Matoska, and there's also at People Who Share. So, and it, on Instagram, we have an, um, an, an Insta a Generation Share Instagram account, so Generation underscore Share. Uh, you know, people can follow us and, and message us and share stories with us about sharing that we really would love that actually it's um it, we've just recently opened that account and uh if you want to get in touch with me i'm you know very googleable um as sophie scheimold so there we go amazing and i'm going to put the links up to everybody so you've heard the call to arms there lovely people buy the book share your stories and let's make this sharing economy take over everything else in terms of we're coming from the we this is the essence of community. This is how we're going to save the world. And we can do this one sharing action at a time. So let's do this. Let's do this. Thank you so much. So much, Benita and Sophie. It's been wonderful to speak to you. Thank you, Thank you Kate. Thanks for sharing with us. Thank you so much for listening into this week's Practical Magic podcast. Wasn't it incredible? I'm going to put all of the links for Sophie, for Benita, for Generation Share onto the website. So you can go and have a look, katetaylor.co forward slash podcasts, and you'll see the podcast page with all of the links. And do, if you can share a bit of love about the Practical Magic podcast, then please, please, please do head over to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe to the Practical Magic podcast with me, Kate Taylor, over there. That would be absolutely amazing and I will adore you forever. So until next week, here's sharing the love and asking ourselves a simple question every day. What can I share today? <laughs>